And so it is. Dear Shambhar, that we come into this um, space of questions and answers. It's an honor for our Tobias to sit here with White Eagle to, to take a look at what you are really asking, to take a look at uh, your, your own self. Now, most of you don't understand that so often when we give these answers, we are just giving your answers back to you. We're not creating our own, we're just giving you back what, what is already within, what you simply haven't discovered for yourself yet. It is yours. You have that answer. We're just helping you to, to understand it better. Today, what we would call a landmark gathering of Shambra. message is simple. San's definition, out of the mind, out of words, out of the need to structure energy, into a new type of freedom that you haven't experienced in the physical or the non-physical realm for a long, long time. Energy, by its very nature, moves in and out of definition. This is a universal physics or a universal principle. Energy moves in and out of definition. Where does energy go after, after it is unstructured? It goes into the, the non-defined, the unstructured. It goes back into itself. It goes back into what you would say in human words is a neutral state of being, but even that is too much of a definition for it. Energy continually moves in and out of definition. The human and even the angelic um, consciousness is defined. You perceive and deal only with energies that have a definition to them or a structure. So now you're going to be expanding into a very new and different realm of San's definition. One of the greatest tools that you're going to have when you're going through the um, initial stages of perceiving this is the breathing. Breathing will quiet the mind, quiet the body. The breathing will also open you to the potentials of undefined, undescribed, and unstructured energy. So use the breathing. Use the breathing as you're going into this whole new energy. With that, we would be delighted to begin the questions on this day. I recently came across an article from a Russian scientist by the name of Viktor Stepanovich Grebenikov, <clears throat> who I believe... Close. <laughs> close enough. You want me to try it again? Uh, who I believe is now dead, but he discovered a means of anti-gravity using a structure found on the underside of a Siberian bee. This bee is said to only exist in Siberia, but the name of this bee was not divulged in the article. I also believe the research was confiscated by one or more governments. Is this science or science fiction? If this is real, can you call upon Mr. Grubinokov to come and tell us what bee it was that what part of the underbelly has the comb-like part that is partially described in his writings, and how do we construct his flying platform that is shown in his writings that he claims defied gravity with enough construction detail to make it work? 
Indeed, a very appropriate question on this day. For we're talking once again about energy moves in and out of definition. Now, it truly wouldn't uh, do any of us uh, any good right now to go back and try to reconstruct, to try to bring back our, our dear scientist friend, um, to try to even go back into the into the original um, papers that were. And it doesn't matter whether the government took them or they were lost or whatever. The real issue here is that that consciousness of the um, antimatter, anti-gravity, was tapped into. It is available now in the consciousness of humanity, tucked indeed in some far-off place, but very discoverable. This I have talked uh, for quite some time about the the whole application of gravity as an energy form, as a uh, into the um, the physics of antimatter and. In, more uh, accurately into the fact that energy moves in and out of definition. Once the scientists and the physicists and, um, and the metaphysicians begin to truly expand their energy to understand this is all absolutely possible but not always definable, then it will bring it more into this reality for practical applications. As um, we talked about in our last gathering with Tesla, he is back working with uh, a specific group right now to advance some of the findings that he had. And this is not the only, um, what you would call, scientific uh, being or inventor who is back on Earth right now in non-physical form working with various groups. There is a call that has gone out for new energy to come in. And it is coming in via consciousness, as we have done here today. It is coming in via inventions, and it is coming in via a variety of different portals that, by the way, you don't have to go and open. They open according to the demands of consciousness itself. These tools are all coming to earth right now. No government, no religion, or no rich and wealthy groups can stop it because consciousness is asking for its own expansion. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I, my experience in the past is that I had a really strong sense of being connected with my inner knowing, and things worked out well. And in the last three years, I feel like the uh, no less connection with the inner knowing, but things are not working out so well. Hmm. So. It's kind of a twofold question. One is what gives, and the second is um, along the lines of uh, how do I continue to trust when it's not working out the way I think it was going to, or not even the way I think it was going to, because I feel like there was not a lot of attachment. But anyway, that's my question. <laughs> we will take that. This is Saint White Eagle. <laughs> Your question went exactly to where Tobias was talking, that undefinable place. Most of you have looked for your knowing in the same room you used to find it. And now you must 
let go of the bounds of definition and look for your knowing in a holographic place. You will find your play, yourself everywhere in the universe. And so in that new place of looking for your knowing, sweet angel, it is important that you use mm, active patience. And what that means is not keep trying to see what you see, but when you don't see anything in this place of non-definition, keep relaxing, keep letting go, keep being holographic. You use the word unattached. That's an excellent one. And it will show up, but you cannot use your will to see the future in that new room as you used to. So, dear one, try to go to that place where you at first need new skills to know that knowing. And then the answers will be there, but they won't be as words. They won't be as symbols crashing down. They will be so subtle that even the most enlightened could miss it. But as you are in that stillness, your ears get attuned and you say, I hear the truth, and the truth will be a song or a tone. It won't be a word at first. And then as you expand into that song or tone, not only is the answer there, but the energy for the accomplishment is there too. I to add um, one non-thought to that. You made an interesting comment. You said it's just not working. According to whom? What lies beneath? What lies above? What is it that is really going on? The human, the small human, says it's not working because of obviously the expectations of the outcome. But as we stand here, sit here, looking at your energy above and below and, and inside is absolutely working. You just don't trust that it is, you see. The small human self is looking at only one facet of the beautiful diamond that you are. Thank you. What is the purpose, the bigger picture of my role on the message board? There are between five and 50 of us who've written, uh, have been pillars on the board for the last few years. I find I can't believe how many posts I've written. It's like it doesn't take energy to write there. It's been very enjoyable and easy. Am I shouting when I write these? Have I been believing that this is my own stuff I'm writing about? Deep down it feels like my writing is just for me. I enjoy doing things other than writing. I also don't like the dynamic of feeling clients and readers feed on me when I write outside of the safe chamber space. Indeed. Hmm. Let's not take a look at it as a, as a role, because that puts a certain burden or responsibility, but let's take a look at it as a joy, an opportunity to express yourself, uh, share yourself with others. And um, in this message board in general, it's about, it's about a constant evolution of energy, uh, moving, moving through uh, viewing and then moving through perceptions, going to the next level and the next. This, um, as you know, tends to bring up Everything from debate to conflict, drama, but it provides, it is, um, let us call the message board the, the, uh, a stage or the theater for the new energy for, for all of you to act out in the various roles, act out your energy. So, so this, is, um, this is the safe space that has been created there. 
we would add to that that safety is a decision. And if you've decided that outside the safe, safe, safe place of Chambra, energies feed on you, it will be so. So we ask you that safety comes from within you. It is not imposed from the outside. And for all of you, as you move into this new energy world, don't look for proof of safety outside, but carry it boldly in your heart. Hi, Tobias and White Eagle. Um, I've written a Chambra murder mystery, and I wanted to get your advice about that. But in particular, I wanted to ask you, about publishing and specifically about self-publishing. And then I also have a question from Dale that he asked us to ask. It is, can you please give us an update on the Cottage Retreat Group and that energy? Is there something we should be doing as a group, and why were we all brought together? Tobias, we may have you start this one. <laughs> Indeed. How did you know? <laughs> yes, um, that's interesting. Uh, this uh, whole concept of um, the expression uh, through, through the, the publishing, um, oh, we could talk for a long time about that, but Chambre has, is now creating its own um, uh, potential for that with our advice and encouragement, of course, but... Uh, through this thing that is going to be on the launch pad fairly soon called the um, uh, Crimson Publishing or Crimson Press. It is going to be provide the outlet for, for Chambra to introduce their, their works, whether it is music or, or writing. It is, um, it is not for us to make any determination about self-publishing versus going outside for publishing, although our energetic suggestion would be that that all should begin with self-publishing. It creates a type of ownership in in your work. It allows you to understand the energy dynamics that take place with uh, putting out um, what you have created, putting out whether it is in print or in music, and in uh, allowing that to go forth. So, more than anything, right now for you, we'd have to say it's time to cross a chasm. It's time to go from being the the author and the writer into being the publisher and um, allowing your expressions to go out into the world. Um, it is about accepting that you can get the message out. You, there is so many Chambre create a type of artificial barrier saying, but uh, I can only do the creative part. I don't know the other, the marketing, the, the energy expansion part. And indeed you do. And there is a mechanism within Crimson Circle already set up to facilitate that, that um, we're going to all be hearing about quite soon. In terms of the cottage retreat and the group, and is a group that has been together before, a group that developed a very strong bond several uh, years ago, and it's a group that is supporting each other on the other realms um, during what you call your sleep state or your, your uh, not-so-thinking state of being. And um, it is not a group that, uh, how, do, how do you say, has not, you don't have a specific type of uh, service. You don't have a specific type of uh, job that you have to do, but it creates a very um, lovely dynamic working with each other. There is no um, specific call, you see, that, that has to be done. 
the one thing that we do see in this group is you placed a bit too much um, attention on on the energy of the group. Uh, there should be there should be a bit more freedom. Now, what I would suggest is that this group, who has developed a close bond with each other because you have spent time together, that you you explore this whole concept of the uh, sans definition as individuals, but as a group also, and to watch the amazing transformation that you have with each other in going into into these new realms. Thank you. We have just one question. What is the name of your book? It's either going to be called Murder in the New Age or Circle of Death. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And, of course, put those two names side by side and see what flashes the most energy. And then ask your friends to put their energy onto the name itself because that is part of the expression for any of you who have a project. Name your project and have a symbol for your project and keep visiting it with your light so you energize it. Apparently, Tesla lived for ten, the last 10 years of his life in the New York Hotel Room 3327. Shout 8, in which you mentioned Tesla, took place on 3-3-2007. Does that number, co- is that number a coincidence mean? <laughs> That's yours, too. Don't read too much into it. Um, there, it is yes and no. There are synchronicities that occur naturally uh, be, as energy aligns itself, it just is uh, is natural. But if you start focusing on on uh, if there's some large unknown or mystery meaning behind it, you you really lose the fact that it's just a synchronicity. As you um, as you get into this air level of trust in yourself and a flow into the new energy, the synchronicities naturally occur. They're they're not meant to be mysteries, other than little nudges saying. You've got it. You're aligning energies. Can we say something? We have. We just did. <laughs> you know, you, we had the different rooms today. We had the rooms of thoughts and the rooms of words. And we see that most intelligent human beings are retarded by their intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> And you could walk quickly through the room of words and you would be much better off than if you stopped and defined them all. And sometimes we believe thou doth think too much. (laughs) So when you feel tempted to look at the bottom of bees... For anti-gravity, maybe you should just go to God and look for the answer there. Thank you. Welcome all great ones. Uh, My question now that I want to stay is, uh, will my business support Chambra and the new energy, or do I have a new storefront coming forward, or am I just listening to the... We're, we'll start. Mm. We we feel that there is a new way your storefront will be, that there's a new energy behind it that isn't so mm, 
structured. There needs to be more freedom. And we don't even know what you're talking about. We're just looking at the energy of it. It needs to be expanded and more freedom. And dear one, there's still some fear in there for your survival and see, or the survival of the idea perhaps. And we bless you so deeply. Walk in the grace and the blessings and then let the ideas come from that space of the non-definition. So the ideas come, they percolate from above rather than being pushed from below, if you understand. Agreed. Tobias, first of all, thank you so much for the inspiration you give to all of us. I love listening to you. I hope it doesn't matter that this is a personal question, but I'm a bit desperate. I have osteoporosis and feel that my skeleton is falling apart and would like to know what it's all about and what I can do about it. I break bones for no apparent reason. I feel I've decided to stay here on earth and help help being a teacher, but it seems my whole foundation is crumbling down. What's up? I'm breathing and doing this standard technology. Thank you. Indeed. It is is, um, difficult, it is sad for us because of the what happens with the human body which also affects the the ability to enjoy enjoy life. Uh, What you're seeing right now is is a um, perhaps an over manifestation of this whole concept of structures uh, falling down, structures coming coming apart, and in a sense, it has energetically gotten into your physical system. It doesn't need to be. Working with the breath is the most important thing. You have begun the process, uh, and we're going to encourage you to absolutely continue it. Working with a standard technology, we're, there's going to be insights that you don't quite understand yet. Um, we have uh, begun the work um, in Israel recently. We're going to continue it in one week from now. We're going to have more specific guidance for your your self-healing. But ultimately, it is the it is the absolute, unconditional trust in your body that it knows how to repair rejuvenate and uh, cleanse itself. Within within your body, you have all of the ingredients, all of the energy dynamics to absolutely halt the, the um, this whole degradation process. Not only that, but to rebuild many of the structures. We're going to ask you to, um, to listen to this um, standard technology course that comes out to understand and to give you confidence in what you're doing because looking at you energetically as you're doing the breathing and as you're, um, you've begun working with some of the very rudimentary elements of standard technology, there is still an overwhelming fear and there's a more than anything an absolute lack of trust with yourself that you can do it. We see you still kind of on the sly going outside um, and asking spirit, asking, you are going to readers and healers right now, so you're, you're looking outside. The standard technology is, is absolutely asking you to trust your body to rejuvenate itself. It knows how to do that. Thank you. We would like to add something for all who feel that your foundations are 
crumbling, whether it is your body or your finances or your relationship. And to build on something that Tobias said is that he talked about clay and the difference between clay and mud and the finished product is the fire, is the kiln. And so when you find things falling apart, what fire are you afraid to touch and walk through? What are you looking the other way about? Find what your fire is and you're probably afraid of it. God is on the other side of fear. And through that fire, the clay of crumbling mud becomes a strong and finished, fired item. Thank you. Hello, Tobias and White Eagle. This question is about my work. I've been doing emotional healing and mentoring and coaching work for probably about 15 years now. And... I've, it's been in transformation that entire time, and I'm continually growing it, changing it, uh, based on where I am. And it's gotten to a point now where I don't know how to describe the work without using old terminology. And I always look for structure, or I have in the past, and I don't know how to, I'm a little bit, um, like I'm on quicksand or um, in no man's land and I'm just wanting help with how to go about uh, dealing with that. We can start. Indeed. <laughs> this channel finds it so hard to know when to talk when her eyes are closed. <laughs> Her husband wishes she'll close her eyes more often. (laughs) Dearest beloved friend, you are doing a beautiful job growing your practice as you grow and letting the people you attract being mirrored by the next level of growth that you are accomplishing. So don't count so much on the words in the description. Find the best words and put your energy into it. So your tagline is whatever it is. Then put energy in light. People aren't going to go because of the definition of the words. They're going to go because they get hit by your light presence when they think about you or when someone refers and says your name. So all of you, again, find the best words and let it go. Even the best words aren't good enough. So again, it goes right to what Tobias was saying. Put your energy, your light. And we would, because we have the microphone right at this moment, ask you, all of you, to immediately desist being light workers. And be light holders so you can move more into being and less the work of it. So, dear brother, you're absolutely on the right track, and we think you're worrying over something that isn't really that important. <laughs> we um, will add a, a statement to this. We commend you for, for understanding how the um, facilitation and the healing process is continually changing 
very, very fast right now. Uh, modalities that were new 20 years ago um, are, now, are now either old or they have learned to adapt and to change because everything, consciousness, everything is changing so quickly right now. So we, we agree with White Eagle. It doesn't matter so much the name. Um, there are some that would obviously be not so good um, um, that uh, would not apply. But uh, use, a, use a word uh, to define it that has a more of an open structure. Uh, use a word that um, comes from or words that come from your heart. And um, uh, more than anything, understand that uh, even that, even the name can evolve and change whenever you choose it to. You're not locked into it uh, for for any one thing. So, um, and again, we commend you for continuing to change your modality in your now healing practice. Not a bad name either. Thank you, dear whoever you happen to be today. <laughs> <laughs> That must be you. (laughs) I am awesome. Contained with the awesomeness that is me is an aspect that I call the divine prostitute. (laughs) It's made up of pieces of me that know the art of sexual alchemy and also know to sing to DNA. I'm whole and complete, and yet I enjoy connecting with, with others, male and female. When I feel a resonance with a person... There are also friends of mine without bodies that I enjoy connecting with. Since I'm whole, this is for the pleasure of the experience, although I've no doubt there are other things that happen when our energies mix. My question is, do all Shambra have the potential to do this, or is this something specific to my soul group family? Hmm. All Shambra have the potential to understand the uh, true and magnificence uh, of the sexual energy. And to understand that more than anything, it is just self-love. It's not necessarily physical, not even necessarily about what you would term pleasure. Um, pleasure, well, we could do a long dissertation about that, but pleasure, there's still very old Atlantean implant uh, based on pleasure. It is, uh, it is a trigger used inappropriately. It can be uh, one of the um, a method for stealing energy from others and trapping them manipulating them and controlling them. So there's always that fine line, that fine balance. You have to answer the question within yourself. I would give you one hint, though. If it is just about sex, whether it is uh, you're with, uh, in a physical act with uh, a physical human or in the perception of a physical act with a non-human, I would take another look at it because there is so much more to sex than the physical. Sex can be enjoyed, uh, as St. Germain says, he can, he can bring a person uh, to a point of orgasm without it becoming physical or even what you would you say is even uh, sexual. It is an energy exchange that is equal and balanced, but more than anything else, has to start at home. It is about self-love. What happens if you are not in a place of self-love? You go out and have physical or even non-physical sexual relations, you will find yourself, you're going to be feeding off of others. You're going to be looking for completion. When you can absolutely love yourself, then you will absolutely understand what this whole thing is uh, about energy exchanging, and you won't be using terms like divine prostitute anymore. Thank you.
Right on. <laughs> Hi, Tobias. Greetings. Greetings from the lands of Santa Maria. I'm asking to you, what did I ask to you to tell or remember me in this moment of my life? If you don't mind, I'll take yes. this one. Um, uh, specifically, what uh, we had agreed to talk about was uh, right now, at this point, uh, time for a change, something you've been putting off for a long time, something that you've been anticipating, dreading, uh, you've been longing for, but yet running from. It is, um, it is inevitable, this change, because you have already chosen it. It is like saying you've been going down the road uh, on one path or one direction, but now it's time not only to change directions, but to change the road. So the question I have back to you, and uh, the question I have back to you is, is this the time? Do you want it now, or should we come back and revisit it in a few years? Your choice, not mine. It doesn't matter to me. If you choose it now, if you truly believe it, you're not just saying it um, for, the, for the moment, but if you truly believe it, change will occur. The question is, can you accept that what occurs has goodness in it, has evolution in it, and what may at times appear to be um, a... Um, not to say um, difficulty or challenge, is just about a restructuring because much of your own energy is about to, ready to move out of its current definition, go someplace else, and then come back for a new definition. So it is up to you, but what a beautiful time here in the Shambra Service Center with all of these Shambra here, listening in, to put you on your own launch pad for your new direction. Thank you. And, and beloved one and all of you who are seeking change, once you are ready to jump off and take that leap, take an intuitive look at your solar plexus because many of the relationships you have with the world and your thinking Connect at your solar plexus, which is the place of black and white and structure and good and bad and fear and control. And unplug those cables that are there and plug them back into your heart where they belong, where they will not control you, they will not bleed you, and they will not trip you up on your new steps. So, dearest beloved one, we see that there are still some pretty fat cables that are connecting your being and the world through your solar plexus. And all of you have them, but they trip you up mostly when you're ready to take a new step and you wonder why you weigh so much. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Mm, I think White Eagle and I would like to take um, several more. <laughs> okay, hi, Tobias. And Did you clear that? Um, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, hi Tobias and White Eagle. Um, uh, the concept of, of going into this new dimension without words is not new to me. Um, and as you were describing this, 
this energy, this this room of going into of no definition, um, kind of was a little disturbing to me because if I heard you correctly, you said that it wasn't spirit, it wasn't God. And I just thought that all energy was a manifestation of God um, <laughs> or spirit. So I guess I don't know if I heard you right or not, but I guess I need clarification. My brain is wanting some kind of clarification. Poor brain. <laughs> You've come to the wrong place to get your brain fed. I think she stayed in the, wor- the room of words. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, I, I, I would love to jump in first, and then uh, yes. White Eagle has much to say. Um, <laughs> I have to share with you right now, uh, Spirit, uh, God, first of all, throw out those words, Jesus Christ. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> Even that, throw that out. Uh, what you would call Spirit, uh, God, whatever, is not energy at all. God is not an energetic being. Energy is just a tool. Your soul is not does not contain any energy whatsoever. Energy is just a tool, a fuel, if you would. So, so now take a deep breath with that. Okay, now your brain is really messed up. White Eagle, take over. <laughs> Round two. Beyond energy is consciousness. Consciousness would be more likened to the structure of God because it's the plane, it's the field, it's the nothingness into which. Energy creates form. And so in that, only when you allow yourself in that indefinable place, are you giving yourself permission to move to real spirit, which is above the ability to be experienced in the old way. If you hold on to the need for experience, you will convict yourself to an experiential world. And... Go ahead. And beyond consciousness is no consciousness. It's the it's undefined even beyond. You see, consciousness it means something has been taken and defined in, in it structured in a certain way. Albeit consciousness is grand and vast, but what lies beyond consciousness? And isn't that exactly what we were doing today? Going beyond any known consciousness even consciousness known by God or spirit. This is exactly what you all did when you left home, when you went through the wall of fire. You went into nothingness, void. And here here you are again trying to put all definitions, including throwing in the definition and the words of God and spirit, into where there is none. Can you go to a place where there is no God or spirit, without fear. Ah, ah. Because, well, we'll get into that. Now we're getting into philosophy. Kathumi will indeed come and whap me. (laughs) Okay, well, I I will do my ten minutes in the morning and in the evening, and Mm. we'll go, we'll expand my nothingness. Ah, (laughs) Okay. Yes. That's right. Hi, Tobias. Hi, White Eagle. Um, I've come a long way. I'm from Europe, Austria, and I've felt drawn to the States for a few years already. I've been there a few times. And this time I had this special special call to come to Taos uh, without 
um, really knowing what it's all about. I know that I have a very strong connection to the Anasazi spirit, but I this time I have a feeling that there is some more very subtle um, purpose underneath just connecting to the Anasazi spirit again, and I was wondering if you could give me some more insight on this. We will begin, yes. All of you trust your spirit knowing in the moment that if you are drawn to Taos, that is enough. Then you get your ticket and you get your hotel and then you know that when you show up, that's when mastery will be there fluttering around. And to try to decide, is it because you had a past life as an Anasazi or because you like squash blossom jewelry. It doesn't matter what that is. So all of you, follow your instinct and then let it go because the truth is only blossoming in the moment it's supposed to blossom. You will, you are supposed to go to Taos and it will be much more miraculous than you can get your head around. Indeed, and this is an area of uh, magical energies, There are magical energies everywhere. This is also an area you have felt drawn to because it is going to be the um, um, center for our Quantum Leap celebration. And uh, there are are magical things that are happening there in advance of of our celebration as a way of pulling the energies in. But but indeed, um, uh, as you stated, you have an affinity with the Anasazi, but you also know that the Anasazi energy is, is backing away and it's time for each human to become the, the new energy movers on earth. Yes. Thank you. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to be here with both of you. It's, what a gift. Mm. Wow. <laughs> a gift for us as well, <laughs> with both of you. Oh, wow. <laughs> or however many. Uh, <laughs> um, I have two questions, since there are two of you. Only one? I can only have one? That's okay. Okay. We'll each take a half. All right. There you go. Um, They're kind of really disconnected from each other. The first is I'm really, really connected. I love Mother Earth. And um, I'm concerned about the bees. Mm. I'm hearing that that there's a lot of times or there's a lot of places where the bees are not. Now, it was interesting. I went out into my yard the other day, and although it was early for the bees and it was snowy, I had bees around my little pond. I was so thankful for that. But... Could you explain what's happening? Is your next question going to be about birds? No. <laughs> no. You guessed wrong. <laughs> we have to say the bees are very, uh, very um, energetically sensitive uh, creatures, much more so than many of the other um, uh, animals and insects on Earth. Uh, they are very susceptible to electromagnetic patterns and... Um, uh, the bees, the bees are shifting uh, their orientation. They're not leaving Earth. They're just shifting uh, where they play right now. Okay, good. Do you have anything to add to that, Wendy? Okay. No, it is good enough. Not to worry about them, but to just love them and appreciate when you see them. Oh, good. Uh, the second question is: My husband has developed sleep apnea, and we've looked for the origination of that. We've worked on energy work with that. We don't seem to be able to get the handle on how we can resolve that. Could you help us with that? White Eagle. (laughs) 
There is something as we're looking into his head, there is there was perhaps a slight mini stroke, whatever the word was for that, that caused no other changes but a change in his patterns. And again, for anything that happens in sleep, particularly look at gingerly feeling appreciative of yourself and going to sleep without fear. Uh, When there's breathing problems, it usually is a deep-seated fear that he's just touching into. And uh, add one bit of one uh, word to that. Uh, the absolutely uh, what uh, White Eagle said with the there is a fear. There's also uh, there's a natural pattern that occurs during the sleep process uh, that is so important to the con- uh, connection between the human self and in the other levels of self. Uh, there is a, a blockage that is occurring when he travels off in the dream state and he's not allowing the full expansion of his energy in the night. And as White Eagle said, it's absolutely caused by uh, a fear that is taking place. This is causing a disruption in normal sleep patterns. And um, we're going to recommend something rather strange, and it is in this case only. This is not uh, for all sleep apnea, and it is not a cure. But there is a, um, let, let us say, an energetic and uh, type of um, aromatic trigger here. We're going to suggest that um, he uses cinnamon. Um, in at least uh, every day, approximately the size of um, half of uh, a teaspoonful uh, put into food or or whatever. But um, uh, this should continue for at least 21 days. The cinnamon is not the cure. The cinnamon is a trigger. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Hi, Tobias and uh, White Eagle. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I work with a scientific group, and I was encouraged by your statement that these energies and technologies would come out regardless of government. But my question has to do with um, two perspectives in the group. Um, Some seem to feel that there seems to be, there's a necessity for discernment because of the violence and oppression toward inventors in our history. And then another part of the group seems to feel, you know, don't worry because um, we create our reality and, you know, if we visualize the right thing, we won't set up an opposition dynamic and the right things will happen. And I, I guess I'm wondering, is, is one perspective or the other valid or are both valid? And these are people who pray and visualize and see the value of, of intuition and these kinds of things. What eagle first? We'll just say one thing. It depends. Discernment is not a bad thing. Is the discernment coming from intuition or is the discernment coming from fear? Discernment is the way you organize what you do. And so it is a very effective expression of one's intuition. But if the discernment is coming from the solar plexus, is coming from fear, then it closes down that intuition. So the answer is be discerning and keep creating the future. And indeed also understand that the energy of Earth, the consciousness, is so different than it was um, a few years ago. 
definitely uh, much different than it was 50 years ago when there was a, uh, a, a outpouring or an openness in inventions and and many inventors were ridiculed but the energy is different now we've created a consciousness on earth where things can happen instantly where where humans actually now are desiring uh, to go beyond, where the need for new technology is um, is is very very high right now, the desire for it and the openness to it, and where it is very difficult right now for any organization, group, or government to try to hide anything. We know there are still those who live in fear, who worry about um, things they don't truly need to worry about who worry about these secret governments and organizations, but do you realize that you can invent something that would change the potential of the world and literally in 30 seconds share it across the world? It cannot be held down anymore. Consciousness won't allow it. Beautiful. So I'm working in a healing modality called SR, and it's basically um, energetic adjustments to the body. And I feel very sure about what I'm doing most of the time and have great successes with quite a few people. But recently I've been experiencing some problems where people feel as if they're getting relief from their back pains and TMJ and carpal tunnel and that type of thing. But then after a couple days, they call and they say, this isn't working. And I'm wondering, is that, the un- is that uncertainty within me or within the clients that I'm working on or both? I'd love to start with this one. <laughs> because they truly don't want to heal. Because they are looking for a technique or a modality or a pill or the latest, greatest fad. But ask them a simple question for every one of you healers out there before you begin your work. Ask your client, your patient, do you want to heal? It seems obvious and it seems simple. And when they, if they answer you right away, ask them again, do you truly want to heal? And when they answer again, ask them for the third time and watch how the answers change. Do you truly want to heal? When they say yes, but, they're not going to heal. Yes, but means that it's conditional. So, no matter what technique, modality, or anything else you work with, it is about their desire to truly heal and their beliefs. Mighty Eagle? We would just add, once they leave your space, they are responsible for their body and you are over it. (laughs) 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 Jeff is telling me he's done. He is done. (laughs) We're done too then. It's been a a long and wonderful day with all of Shambra here. We understand it is time to bring this energy to a close. And um, Shambra, again, what we have talked about today is um, we would consider an essential for expansion into the new energy. It's going to have its, uh, you have fun with it, perhaps some challenges with it. but more than anything else, we're going, we know it's going to provide some incredible insights and some surprising freedoms for you. So go beyond, go sans definition. And so it could be. <laughs> Should be. Will be. Will be. Will be.